Oh, sussed out the shit smelling noise. Yeah, what was it? Washing machine. Really? Yeah, the out thing. I'm guessing the out tube. You know, like it goes out. <laughs> there. Now, yeah. Yeah, no, it goes out somewhere and is under there somewhere. That's mad. I don't mean like under, just under my, I mean like. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, yeah, it's got to be that. Every, it's, we've sussed every time we use the washing machine. So, arc back to the Lucas Woodland episode where <laughs> that poor bastard had a whiff of terrible smell. Yeah. It's because of the washing machine. Oh. So it's fixed now? It's all sorted. Oh, no, it's not fixed. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 it's not fixed. God, no. Not at all. Um, but we know what it is, so we're slightly closer to that's getting it fixed. That's one yeah. step. Yeah. You know. It's better than ripping all of the floor up to yes. try and find out what it is, because we've got an idea of what it is now, so... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 22 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. It's me. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22, as Taylor Swift would say, because this is episode 22 of Sapnin Podcast. Is that why... So you went all the way to that just because we're on episode 22, you had to bring Taylor Swift reference into it. Yeah, because it's the only chance I'm going to get in it, really. I'm sad you've had that chance, and I'm sad you've taken that chance, to be honest. Um, too late now, we've started this. This week's guest is the fantastic Tom Jenkins. What can we say about Tom? Tom is a Welsh lad from Pontypris. Correct. Uh, he was in a band called Said Mike. Correct. Yes. He was in a band called Straight Lines. Correct. Correct. He's got a fantastic voice. Correct. Correct. And he's a lovely, lovely chap. Correct. We should just fact check all. <laughs> just fact check him constantly. No, he's a lovely chap. Um, yeah, he's. I just mentioned he's been in a couple of bands that were really big and vocal point in the South Wales scene yeah. when we were both big f- fans of it. Yeah, Straight Lines um, and said Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's just released. A new project, yes, of his solo work that has a full band. We'll get into all that in just a bit, but we thought he'd be a perfect person to come on the podcast, share his stories about band life and this new project, and really just give you the down low of his life yes. and everything in between. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, he was very open, and it was one of the most interesting chats we've had um, for me personally. Yeah, not to spoil anything, but one mad thing that does come up is that he took a 
time away from music for a little while to go to New Zealand and shear sheep. Yep. So so you can take the man out of Pontypris, but you can't take the Pontypris out of the man because no, he was never. still yearning for sheep. Yes, and you'll hear all about these tales in just a little bit. Sheep barber. Good job. Good. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as we said, you'll listen to episode 22 of Sapnin Podcast. Find us on social media at Sapnin Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Give us feedback about the show so far. Yeah, let us know if there's anyone in particular you'd like us to have on future episodes. We've been seeing a lot of people just taking it into their own hands and yep. demanding people are coming on the podcast. Some people, so. Yeah, some people have gone too far, but we, we'll, <laughs> we'll hold them back. But yeah. So, yeah, check out our socials at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Was there anything else, Morgan? Yes, uh, Patreon. Ooh! We love the Patreon. If you'd like to help support the podcast in any way, then Patreon is probably the best way to do it. Right, let's not do the long garb, right? Let's just say this. Okay. The community, the Facebook group community thing that we've started, the Sapling community group, is brilliant, right? Everyone in there is having a laugh. And all you have to do is become a member of the lowest, cheapest tier to become a member of that community. And, yeah, it's, it's a great time. It's 90% of people bullying me, 10% championing you. Yep. And I had a great uh, comment from some people um, saying how good my eyebrows looked, and that just made my weekend the which best. Which really helps a podcast. I find <laughs> how good your eyebrows look. I've never thought about my eyebrows before. Um, well, nev- you've never thought of your eyebrows <laughs> no. before. You've never looked in the mirror and gone, oh, there's my eyebrows, or, oh, can I do the rock p- eyebrow? No, I, m- I meant if my eyebrows are good or bad. I don't oh, know. Okay. It's never come across um, to me, but it's great to be in- reinsured oh, that these my eyebrows are, feeding are good. feeding ego, man. But yeah, if you'd like to support the podcast, that's a great way to do it. The group is a perfect thing. Really a perfect thing. A perfect there you thing. go. A perfect <laughs> creatives. Creatives, we are. Right. A perfect thing. No. No, it's get re- inv- it's it's funny, it's really funny, and people have made friends out of it. It's just outstanding people to People have a made part up of, gigs yeah. together. You're gonna have top laughs in it about the podcast and other things that have no way, shape, or form related to the podcast. Yep. Um so yeah, patreon.com forward slash sapnin and there's also loads of other different tiers and exclusives you can get for uh, rewards of supporting us. So please check that out. Right. Anyway, let's move on, is there? Let's talk let's get into Tom's let's just, let's just have all the mad tales of sheep shearing, band life and music from the wonderful Thomas Jenkins. Yes, here we go. Tom Jenkins, Sapling! Don't really need to do it, the Sapling bit, right? Because it's going to say Sapling now when we all come together. Oh, wait, there's a music bit first, so it should be all right. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, bud? Ooh, and he's added a butt. I'm yes, an expert. Nice. This is episode <laughs> twenty-two of Sapling Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend Morgan Richards. And this week's guest is the fantastic Tom Jenkins. Hello. Yes, yes. mystery guest. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I'm sure look, you'd be surprised how many people we've had listened to other ones who hadn't heard of any, like hadn't heard oh, holding absence. Man. We have had people saying they'd never heard a junior and stuff, and oh, they check right. all these bands okay. and they love them. So yeah, I think it's just they're enjoying people's stories and different perspectives on their musical yeah. careers and stuff. So <clears throat> okay, yeah, cool. I'm sure you've got a few stories to share with us, anyway. Yeah, I yeah, just well, a couple. Yeah, though. well, first off, let's kick off with uh, things you've done in the past, then, Tom. Well, um, I don't mean criminal activities <laughs> now. I mean bands and uh, musical endeavors. Um, well, I probably, I guess, Straight Lines would probably be the most popular um, project. I guess we done. We had a, we had a little school band called Said Mike, kind of like the uh, Eddie the Eagles of the South <laughs> Wales music scene. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, we were like, I mean, we were like, we were quite a bunch of like chunky boys back then, and like when you know the emo thing was just like taking off, and it's like everyone's like wearing skinny jeans. I mean, you'd have like a little quote on your MySpace page, and I was was too fat for emo. <laughs> but yeah, it was you know they were like fun. It was like a band we formed in school, and we ended up playing Taste of Chaos, which yeah. was uh, I too there was one funny story. I remember going up to I think it must be like my nineteenth birthday, going up to Dallas Green, and I was like. Oh, will you have my demo? He was like, 
dude, you've tried to give it to me like three times. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it was is just the, carnage. Is that the same taste of chaos where uh, did Riso get kicked out by Johnny Phillips? I think it, well, I, I was either Riso or Hilly, who was our you know guitar yeah, tech. It's it basically it how Hilly, many friends can you get backstage? Yeah, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that happening. I remember Johnny. He said something to Johnny. He just started talking to Johnny. And then Johnny just flipped and was like, right, security, get him out of here. Yeah. And then I remember him, Blotto he was, like, he was Yeah, we drunk. all were. I mean, we were, like, yeah, like 19, and it was just obviously the biggest. It was, like, the, well, the motor point is, as it is now. I think it was, like, taking back Sunday or headlining, yeah. and, yeah, we were just, yeah, just kind of got a bit excited and a bit silly, really. So I remember some of they were like, yeah, you'll never play another SJM concert. I was like, God, oh, it's only our first, it's our first arena show. We fucked it up already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, I, I think it was, yeah, it was, I think it was Illy. It was out, yeah, he was outside going, I've ruined it for said Mike. They can never do oh, another show we, now. Uh, we ruined it for ourselves. It was fine. I don't know. We we didn't take ourselves too seriously, but you know, it was kind of fun days when we come to Merthyr and buying our first van up here. I see it like, Obviously, I don't know, like, I guess it's kind of weird these days. Now getting back into music, it's like, yeah, you concentrate on, like, getting on playlists and whatever. But, like, back then it was like, right, I've got to buy a van, i yep. play anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we can offer a gig anywhere for any amount of money, we will justify it and we yeah. will turn up there. Yeah. We're going to take this Renault Master that's got, like, 150,000 miles on the clock anywhere. But, no, they were, the, they were fun days, sleeping yeah. in the van and playing the two people. <laughs> kind of, that kind of theme carried on for about five years, I think. But yeah, and I think after that, then was uh, straight lines of things were a bit slightly more serious. Yeah, um, it was me. Well, D- uh, Dane was in. Um, uh, said Mike, uh, Dane Campbell, Todd Campbell, and uh, James Pugh. So well, I went to college with. But um, yeah, we recorded an album before we had a band, so we were kind of it was just like a project in the garage, yeah. and then yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty um, yeah. Things did happen quite fast, I think, because we kind of like recorded the album first, and then kind of sent it out with a few people, and um, yeah, we things like like we got signed then to like Extra Mile, they put the album out, and. Yeah, it was uh, obviously with Dane and Todd Stan being in uh, Motorhead. He was like, oh, come on tour with us. I was like, what? <laughs> played, like, played like Hammersmith Apollo. and then. But I mean, it went, <clears throat> we'd done like four, th- those four shows and we'd done like loads of... Um, how did that well, work? Like, how did you how did you feel that you went down with the Motorhead crowd? <sighs> it was, I mean, you listen to us. I mean, it kind of gets heavy and parts i guess but um yeah they weren't like they weren't, like booed off i mean one stupid thing i did too we were like playing i think it was hammersmith apollo and i was it's like this one part of the song like better kick drum and i like, just done it on the floor and uh <laughs> i was like yeah put your hands in the air like to clap to the click drum and it would um the click the kick drum and uh it was just like no a couple of hands come out you know a couple of middle fingers come out of the crowd and but yeah, that was like quite, I think it was like ten years ago. I think oh, I don't know. Well, it can't be far yeah. off. I mean, the years just roll by. Yeah. But yeah, we just kind of just toured flat out after that. It was just one of those things. It was just like I think um, yeah, we kind of got it like South by Southwest in America, which was kind of, kind of cool at the time because never really been anywhere, yeah. you know. Like I'd kind of the first ever been in my life, like you know, just go down the rugby club or whatever, yeah. and then all of a sudden you kind of um, 
you know, touring all over the place. So it was a bit of a shock to the system as well. Yeah, next minute you're in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Like, well, How am I allowed you? Yeah, I know it was literally. Oh, I can't remember if it was... Uh, this, well, we like almost like broke up before we went. So we've been like touring for like five weeks, flat out. We've been, I think we were out with like, um, we went on tour with In Me, mm. um, The Automatic, and we've done like a headline run. And um, yeah, and then like at the end of this, then it was like to go South by South, South by Southwest. And we just all had to like guts for each other because it was like the first time we'd been in that kind yeah. of environment for like that period of time. Well, yeah, I guess if you're recording the album before you're yeah. you know, playing together, it's... Yeah, yeah, so it's like, obviously, like... It's strange, <clears throat> and it's new. Yeah, like, it was just great for me, because I was like, we get drunk every night, and, like, mm. the, the automatic inviters on the tour bus, like, two weeks, was just up, so, you know, it was just like, well, I'm a rock star now. It's like, it's done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Done deal, like, yeah. so... Uh, Bring on the cocaine. <laughs> Bring <laughs> well, on <laughs> the strippers. Where are they? I thought they'd be you by now. Yeah. Bring on the uh, Carlsberg. <laughs> it was quite, and that tour was quite funny as well, because we went to a karaoke bar completely tucked up um it was one of those where they play the music video and the and the song yeah so like, a couple of people in the bar and then obviously I had to put on like monster by the automatic and he just he was just like oh no i was like come on you gotta do it we're on holidays yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on don't be boring that's it man on to us so yeah the bar staff are just like lucky and everyone's just like oh that is the actual band that is the top uh top single like so uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah we did yeah we um yeah, we like kind of this massive bust up, and then we like in the morning, like, right, okay, we're not, we're not going to South by Southwest now. It's kind of whatever, we're just arguing. And <laughs> ITV like banging on my door. It looks like we come off tour the night before, and then the next morning, then we just kind of, yeah, doing this interview with ITV, like, yeah, I can't wait to go to Austin. It's going to be amazing. And it was just like, well, I'm not going. But we managed, we managed to sort it out when we went. It was, uh, it was good fun. It's just one of those, uh, yeah, cool things to be part of, I guess. Yeah, so, uh, awesome. Yeah, well, since then, I think you've all kind of gone on to your own projects. Straight Lines is quieted down a lot. I think it's safe to say you've done your own projects. The rest of the guys have been touring with the father of Phil Campbell's yeah. star band. No, it's changed name now. No, it's the Bastard Sons. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons now, yeah. yeah. Hopefully so, we'll get Phil on at some point. Yeah, That'll be quite be good. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure he's got at least four stories. <laughs> They're pretty good for stories. Yeah. Can, uh, yeah, I've heard stories about Phil. I actually, well, I, I actually seen him yesterday morning. I was, um, I dropped some like stuff off at the house, and he was like, "Oh, I got any jump leads on you?" It's like, <laughs> nah. So it's just, like me and man, ask me if you jump. Leads. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like me and Tyler like pushing him around his like car with the flat battery on the drive, and uh, it's like, yeah, people probably would pay to do that. It's mad, isn't it? You hmm. kind of forget what. Um, yeah, legacy that band have will never be uh, forgotten. I don't think so. I don't uh, know if there'll be little bands probably that big anymore. I don't know if they're gonna get. I don't know. Yeah, they were just yeah. you know. But no, it was cool to be part of that that kind of thing. Um, but um, yeah, they're doing their own thing. But I mean, that was a kind of like thing about like straight lines. I think like we always talk about it, it's like oh like it's kind of funny how you measure success, I guess and. Uh, um, like for us, it was like a success. I mean, you know, we done like some cool stuff, and we done some cool to- like cool tours. We um, I can remember just like jamming like the President's the United States song, um, uh, Millions of Peaches, in like a classroom when I was a kid. And then like obviously we got to like tour with them then a few years. That's awesome. Later, which was like fun, and like Dane was like massively into them. But um, yeah, that was a really good um, yeah, it's like a good like little you know thing to look back on and. Um, 
various other tools and stories. But um, yeah, they kind of they've like we've like slept on the floors of you know people's houses, and we kind of done all that, like slept in the van in the freezing cold. So then to me, they like say you know they kind of kind of humbled now to be like in tour buses and going around. Yeah. Go around the the world, I guess. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, they're that, doing great. To be fair. What brought about the end of uh, straight lines? Was well, well technically, we're kind of. It's just how yeah, it does. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Like I think we would like to go back to it. Um, yeah, it's just. Um, I guess it's like we don't really talk about it in a sense of like, oh, get back together. But um, I think like, yeah, it's definitely maybe one day we'll yeah. like go on if. Uh, can like clear our schedules for, yeah. i think yeah the, the door's not shut on it but no no definitely just... no i mean like todd's got the studio i mean like i guess the the kind of unique thing about straight lines is um produced our own albums i like, recorded them ourselves mm. like Pooey was in the band we'd done um he'd done all the artwork so yeah it was kind of a um nice little self-contained project yeah, it was yeah so um yeah, but in terms of like, yeah, th- those guys now, they're doing really well. And it'd be kind of a shame if they weren't doing anything because, I don't know, as most people know, they're pretty incredible musicians. Yeah. It was always kind of a bit daunting being in a band like because yeah. <laughs> I was just like really scrappy on guitar. But they like, yeah, Fair Play to Toddy kind of pushed me to kind of be a better musician and kind of a better singer. And yeah, so but I, was, I was in the t- studio with Todd on... Uh, Friday, recording some covers actually. Ooh, so, uh, what for? Anything in particular? Nothing really, just never done any covers. And nice. it's kind of an excuse to just kind of go see the boys. Um, so yeah, we were, um, yeah, we done a Stereophonics cover. Nice, which band, one? Uh, Local Boy. Good. Um, a Phoebe Bridges, nice. uh, Motion Sickness, um, and the. And Slayer, Angel Slayer. And Slayer, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> on acoustic guitar yeah god no I, uh, Band of Horses cover nice. so yeah it was fun so um, but yeah I guess I guess the kind of annoying thing about straight lines they kind of never really um, we kind of you know we put as much as we could into it but it kind of just never really got to that next level which is like fine I don't like look back on those uh, years and like oh you know that was a waste of time it was a you know an amazing time and uh, yeah one to look like fondly on but it was just um yeah, we were kind of like a band's band, I guess, for like quite a yeah. while. I mean... Yeah, um, I think Canterbury had that as well. Yeah. I think that all bands loved Canterbury. Yeah, yeah. But somehow, like kids... Well, a lot of kids did latch onto them, but I just think not enough did. And they they should have been... Bigger than... Bigger, we, yeah, yeah, bigger definitely. than... Well, yeah. Play. Well, Luke was down, <clears throat> down my house on um, on Friday and we were just kind of like talking about it. And I remember like, I was like, oh, I loved your band. You know, we just drunk down the pub, just like <laughs> licking each other's asses. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I was like, oh, I remember the first time we heard like Canterbury and I was just like obsessed. And they were like, oh yeah, I remember the first time we heard your band. They were like recording their album and all this, you know. But um, yeah, it kind of, um, it kind of got a bit out of control, I guess, because it, it's kind of funny because... I remember we were playing like Slam Dunk Festival and the guy from um, While She Sleeps came up to me and he was like, oh, we took your album to our producer to like reference the kind of like back in the like choir sounds then on the first album. So that was always kind of, and I was like, what did that actually happen? Like, was I just like so drunk last (laughs) night? I just like, and then they kind of, it's like a tour video of them like singing one of our songs in a car park. And uh, I think it was another one, like one of our songs ended up on a Mice and Men tour video. 
nice. Ryan Richards is like, oh yeah, they like they like your band and stuff. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, like, yeah, it must be really weird crossover to see because you know those bands are, are quite you know heavier, yeah, know, yeah, metally kind of bands. So to have that crossover must be kind of cool. Yeah, but I guess it was kind of a bit the charm of our music as well. I guess I'm kind of blowing my own trumpet here, yeah. but it was kind of appealed to. Um, yeah, to like, I don't know, kind of like spanned across the, uh, I remember like, uh, I think like Max from You Meet Six Tune at one of our shows once, I remember just having an argument on the merch desk, like, oh, I want to buy a t-shirt, I was like, no, you just have a t-shirt, please. Yeah. But, uh, please. Wear it, the, <laughs> wear it in some form. Yeah, yeah, Any just, just wear it for the next, like, In fact, use the 15 quid you were going to pay for it, <laughs> please wear it. That's <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we were like, just kind of putting that band's band kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, we got like a few tours out of here and stuff. I mean, it went too bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, um, <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot of fun. To, like, I mean, obviously, just like talking from like a small band like perspective is like, I always felt that like we had, <laughs> like when we played festivals, it was like small band syndrome. So you'd be like, you'd like finish work on like a Thursday. You'd like, you'd be like going to play Download Festival on like the smaller stage. Yeah. You're like well excited. You got your tent and your like pack of like 40 cans of uh, <laughs> a Ranji Boom <laughs> box of Space Raiders. Yeah. And then you kind of like rock up this festival. And then all of a sudden you're just like in this like compound in a field with like loads of famous people. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And you just, you just, I just, you just think you're the shit, don't you? You just like, we. But um, I think a lot of people listening to this really appreciate like these stories where right. we we're just normal people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I say but, on this a bunch of times, I've been in rooms with people I should not have been allowed in rooms with. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. I went to a thing in Australia and it ended up backstage. Chris Jericho was doing spoken word, right? And Ian and Scott Ian from Anthrax. Yeah, it was Chris Jericho, Scott Ian, Kerry King from Slayer, Duff from Guns N' Roses. Me and my friend Scott from Earth of Tidville. <laughs> yeah, backstage in a room. And me and him were just looking at each other like, bro, there's fucking five fellas off magazine, like posters <laughs> in magazines we fucking yeah. had. Yeah, I know. This is yeah. mental. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's just wild. So, yeah, no, no, yeah, you were saying about like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, I guess, like, yeah, you just think you're awesome. You're like, I remember just like saying some really cringy stuff once, like, I think it was like download or something, but like, yeah, give it up for our good friends in Aerosmith. And it's <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I think the second time we done download, we were like, oh, you know, we're like, right, we're, t- we're playing the next day. We go there in the night. We're like, right, we'll just have a, you know, just take it slow and then we'll, um, and then, you know, we'll just have it and then just go back to the hotel. But it was like four in the morning, we were wrecked. I just like vaguely remember sc- singing Kiss by a Rose to a traffic cone to, like, through to Ramesh's head <laughs> by the like taxi rank. Nice. And then all of a sudden it's like, you've got to be at the stage at like 10 in the morning. I remember like James was like so hungover. They like, played the set on a stool. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was like kind of funny because like, I think it was an acoustic stage we were playing, and we just—it's just like one of, obviously like small band syndrome again. It's like got so many of my, my mates to come. They're like, oh yeah, guitar tech, bass tech, sound engineer, yeah. driver, tour manager. None of we had none of those things. They were just all there, yeah. like chirping, like slurping on some cans, and just yeah, we had a yeah, they were good times though, you know. Can't what, be a good um, old festival. What af- what happened between? The end, well, not the end of but the last straight line, lines gig, and now what have you been up to? Yeah, so I can't remember. 
the last straight line. Can we release was a Christmas? Two thousand trees. Yeah, we were talking oh, about this earlier. Yeah. So I think it was you what you reckon he was there. Yeah, yeah. We'll rem- we'll remember. We'll say that's the last yeah. one. I think <laughs> the other ones were a bit. Yeah, we yeah. Two thousand trees was probably like the last um, like full on band show we done. Um, Tyler. So it was the three Campbell brothers in the band then at this point. So yeah, that was just um, we hadn't done it. Oh, sorry, was it so the last time I released an album was 2012 and then 2014 done an EP. So, oh yeah, would that have been 2017 maybe? Yeah, 17 hours. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was like, we hadn't done anything for a while. And the tent, yeah, the tent was like rammed and everyone's singing along. Just like, bloody hell. Oh, wait, Where that- have you been yeah. all these years? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, maybe, maybe we should just do less. <laughs> 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 just let's do less of what we're doing. Let's do, do like one gig a year in Wembley Stadium. Yeah, oh god, I know. How many of my mates can we get in there? <laughs> Security for me. This yeah, week. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that was probably that. Yeah, that was a real highlight. I mean, that festival's amazing. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah well, I was going to say there's a, a, st- a story from that set where you doing your uh, patent famous conga line. Oh yes, yeah. And there's actually a photo of 2000 trees posted that year of the conga line going out of the tent. Yeah, and right, right. band in the center is me. Wow. So ah. poster boy for yeah. the conga line. <laughs> Oh, there we are, Mark. Yeah, I'm glad so. it worked out well for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's famous now. But that's what got on this podcast. Actually, I saw well, a photo. Yeah, yeah. I saw that photo, and I went, "I need him." What for my conga line skills? Just, I just saw your face, and I was like, "That guy would be perfect for podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard his voice. I haven't heard yeah. him speak. He can probably say journalist. I, oh no, he can't. No, I can't. No, Piss. but um, I got the. Face He's watching it. a very good band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's watching good, good music taste. He can be on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. But uh, um, I think, like, once we got to, I think when we got to that point, we were like, we were like, like, you know, class, it was like a really good band then. I mean, the, the first couple of years, it was a bit sketchy. It wasn't very good. And you kind of like, you just end up like, drinking and don't really care or whatever. And you kind of lose your voice. But then you kind of like teach yourself the, you know, to look after yourself a bit better and obviously put on a good performance and so yeah we kind of um yeah it was quite funny because the boys had just come off that slash tour no yeah. guns and roses tour sorry nice so they'd just I been doing that. yeah just been done yeah quite a big band they were doing um some stadium shows out in europe <laughs> so yeah i always kind of found it a bit weird it's like oh yeah so they just come off this like stadium tour and then don't uh like uh play, we played a few like clubs and then on to 2000 trees yeah. then but um, yeah, they loved her as much as you know that I'd imagine. Nice. So they say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so now yeah, I kind of just went through a period of like, well, oh, um, I don't really need music in my life. For kind of you know. Yep, I went through that as well. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I've always wanted to do like a solo album, and um, yeah, it was. It'd been in the pipeline for a long time. We've been jamming it for like, oh, I don't know, like seven years, like building up to this with um, a friend, uh, Lewis, Lewis Isaac and uh, uh, Danny Owen, um, who were in a band called Safari Gold, nice. uh, Cardiff um, band. Um, yeah, so we just, we, we started putting it together and the, um, at the end of, I think it was like 2000 and, um, 2017. So... Which is kind of like a few things, um, like building up to it. So I've got, uh, just missed out a whole like uh, part here. So I didn't really do music for like a while, and then um, yeah, you went abroad, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so 
I went off shearing sheep then for uh, for a while. So nice. out in New Zealand. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't don't need music in my life, and kind of went out there working. It's kind of something I'd like. Obviously, farming's like a big part of my life. So like, yeah, I went out there. Kind of lived in uh, like in the, in the outback a bit in this like on this like massive farm that was like like two hours from like the nearest town. Like no phone signal and. I was kind of, it was kind of it was cool you know um kind yeah, of I remember seeing a lot of your videos from that time on yeah and stuff and it was awesome so I was kind of like all right don't don't need music in my life I'm doing this new thing now this is cool and um yeah just like one day I was like this I just need to like just go and buy a guitar or something like you know I'm just kind of like kidding myself here yeah. so yeah kind of drove like to the nearest town it's like a full day trip and Music shop was closed by the time oh, I got there. Obviously, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, I managed to like get uh, this um, job. Then uh, another job was on the North Island, like New Zealand's, like split into two uh, islands. And uh, yeah, I was, like, managed to like go to this music shop and buy one. Yeah, so just started like writing all these songs, you know, when you're like secluded, I guess. Yeah. Kind of. So yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of that stuff is now on this album that I've recorded. So, um, yeah, so from, like, New Zealand, like, working out there and then just, like, writing and getting back to music. And it was kind of, it was kind of interesting, really, because I, like, worked with, like, a lot of Maori people, like, in the, like, shearing sheds. And, they'd, like, yeah. massive part of their culture is music and, like, reggae. And they just, like, just be, like, listening to music all day and just be kind of, like... You kind of like realize how much like music does like mean to people and kind of like oh well you know i kind of didn't even tell anyone but like oh yeah i used to do that and in my head but like oh maybe people kind of felt the same you're in my songs or whatever so um so yeah we kind of um kind of come home and then done a little ep and then kind of stopped then for a while it's just like I don't know, you just kind of, just kind of like lost confidence in myself, I guess. I don't know, it's just weird, kind of, I, it's not, sounds a lot, a lot more dramatic than what it is. Just kind no, of. I think was, we are, no, I, no I, I think we all go through that, though. I think if you, you have, you have time off and then you do something, you just, well, like now, like I, we've just released a song. Yeah, a new yeah, band, and, very good song. Um, yeah, you know, we were all like, uh, will people give a shit? Is it yeah, good? yeah. Because the four of us have just been jamming it for like nine months, so yeah, you know, is it any good to anybody just, outside the four? Just a bit of self doubt, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we all get it. We all get it. Oh, it, that was just a huge part of it. I mean, like I had like complete confidence in the songs. Um, it was just kind of like, oh, do I really like want to put myself like back out there? Like, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, I'd um, previous to that, I met uh, America a guy from America, producer Elijah Ford, and um, we've like been friends for. For like a few years now, I kind of I did my only tour dr- driving job um, around Europe, which was his dad was in the Black Rows, which nice. are a pretty oh. big band, like, yeah, yeah. about thirty million albums, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, his father was Mark Ford, and I like drove them around Europe, and just ended up staying friends with them after the the tour, and um, just kind of put him up when he was like over this way touring, and I think about two years ago, then he was like touring with the Killers, and um, have you heard of them? Like, Another yeah. one, mm. Glad, yeah. As in, like, one of the support bands. He's, like, session guitarist. And, um, yeah, he was like, oh, I'll come to London. And I was like, oh, cool, you know. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of talking. But he's like, oh, are you doing anything? I'm like, oh, no, really. And then he's like, oh, send me some demos or whatever. And, um, yeah, they kind of, like, the ball started rolling there then. And, um, yeah, it ended up the ball rolled all the way to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, the ball started rolling and ended yeah. up in Texas. <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah, so kind of like it was about this time last year. We just we went up to London. It was like like a Mighty Ducks film. I like rung up Luke. <laughs> I don't know. He's just get like, the, yeah. It's like get the, grab the bass, Luke. We're going <laughs> to do this. So I hadn't like really seen Luke for for over the years. It's a couple of years I've only seen him about once. So it was um, I see him all the time, which is awesome. So yeah, because I love Canterbury and they were like a, like one of my favorite bands. And I was like, oh, we've I always wanted to do something with him. And yeah, we was kind of me, Elijah. Um, and Danny then kind of just got in a room and did like a full day of pre-production and I come out after like about 12 hours I think it was <laughs> and I was just like yeah I think we got enough songs nice. for an album cool. so um yeah so we were he was we were kind of like he was like I'll fly over to, and we'll do the album in like Bristol or somewhere they knew someone at a studio but then they were they'd like built this studio then in uh, Fort Worth in Texas and I was like, well, I'm just going to try and get the money together and, you know, make this, uh, make it worthwhile. So, I mean, it just sounds great when you go down the pub. Yeah. You're like, they're like, what have you been up to? I just, I just been on the States recording an album. Oh, okay. Oh, like, you must be famous. I'm like, no, no, I'm a cheap farmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, you tell you what, I've been a struggle. I've been in Fort Worth in Texas this week. Oh, eating big burgers and that. The sun was out. Mm, it was oh, a rodeo. It was actually freezing. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Speaking of the rodeo, the guy who owned the studio, he was a. They're all like ex bull riders, the craziest people I've ever met. And uh, the guy that is like, he'd fallen off a bull and the bull had like stepped on his face and like ripped all his skin off. Like, yeah. Well, could you see in? No, I mean it all. It all. Yeah. It's all healed Ooh. up. No, I didn't really notice it. He was kind I of the big He kind of looked like Kurt Russell. He was a really cool guy, to be yes. fair. But, um, so yeah, we went over. I think we were over there for two weeks. But it was kind of we want. He was kind of interested in my sound because he'd never recorded anything. I mean, it's more on the indie side of yeah. things, I guess. His his kind of production was more in like country and um, Americana. Um, so we just kind of like found this like middle ground, and we were just. We kind of wanted it to like sound like really natural. We didn't want any like samples on the drums yeah. or the songs or like produced. So it was like I think it was like Murray was talking about it from the excerpts. Like it's just like verse, chorus, just like songs are just yeah. instant and so that was the kind of like vibe. But yeah, we want we they had all these like vintage amps and guitars and we kind of just wanted that kind of um, yeah old sounding like quite a lot of character to it. I mean, it kind of like sways in and out off the like the click you know it kind of like sounds like people are playing it in a room then so but yeah it was um it was amazing experience we um yeah we drank a lot of beer like (laughs) the whole time it was like the first day and uh luke was like oh we've been like we've been like jamming now for like four hours like oh do you think i can have a beer i'm like crack on but i've had about five (laughs) (laughs) it's in this vocal booth no one can see in but now it was um so yeah, I think yeah we were like really they were like really happy with it because it was like ne- nothing they'd ever done before, um, which I kind of they had this like the stigma about indie music I think in Texas because it's so like country yeah. like so much country music, and uh, he's like oh well you know bands have just had to move out to town because you know they're um, because they're not country. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, we like played Thanks. played a gig there as well. It's our first ever show. <laughs> And uh, in um, uh, this uh, this bar down in Fort Worth, and uh, yeah, it went on really well. It was kind of everyone's like, "Oh my god!" You're like, 
But have you heard anything like that before? It's like, yeah. All we listen to is country. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of that's all it is. I it's just Garth Brooks and Garth Brooks. That's it. <laughs> Willie it, Nelson. What, yeah. Yeah. what is this? It is. It's mad to think how popular one genre is in one that, area, in that, that area, area yeah. and yeah. how that. And as you said, it's so popular that if you don't sound like that, you're better off not being there. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's a, like a massive scene. I mean, I guess it's kind of like saturated, yeah. like mm-hmm. most. What did they think of your accent over there? I <laughs> amazed by it, or they didn't. Um, we we used to go to this like dive bar by the studio, and it was kind of like you would not like give your opinion, Donald Trump. But you like you know, oh, as yeah, they say, you pick your fights, you just shut you shut your mouth. It was kind of one of those like bars, yeah. and like we went in there, and this girl like. <laughs> Like kicks open the door, like just like smoking outside, and she's like, "Hope you like girls big and full of cheeseburgers." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, uh, "No, no, I don't." Oh, I was that's like, a shame. "Well, thank you for the offer." But um, she's like, "Where are you from?" Like uh, Wales. She's like, "Oh, Princess Diana's my girl." <laughs> I was just she's like, "My home girl. Yeah. And Luke was like, I "Love, do you realise she's you know she passed away like twenty odd years ago?" Do you know just in case she yeah. thought she was still yeah. Kicking on, like, you know, still I with us. From her for a while, but I bloody love her. Yeah. Number one fan. <laughs> yeah, there. it was kind of random. up to it? So yeah, they didn't really. I don't think they were like really like bothered about Wales. To, to be honest, and we didn't really be like, oh my god, how so dare you? Yeah, every time we'd yeah. say Wales to people in America, they'd be like, oh, in England. Yeah, I'd yeah. be like, yeah. no, that's like me calling you Mexican. Yeah, you don't like that, do you? Yeah, no. You Mexican? No, it's because it's the country next door. We're the country next door. Yeah, or Canadian. I don't know, but yeah, it yeah. was it was it was kind of. Um, yeah, there's not much fuss about the accent, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we had a great time out there. Um, yeah, I said, mm-hmm. like... Th- How many songs did you do out there? Uh, 17. Oof. Nice. Yeah, we done some interludes as well. It was kind of like minute and a half songs. It kind of got a bit... It kind of got really weird. So we kind of... The album goes, like, really happy. goes really sad. kind of goes a bit middle road. And then you just got these, like, weird interludes then. Kind of call them, like, heroin music. Nice. So yeah, we kind of, yeah, I kind of wanted to make it, even though it was like the idea was like three minute pop songs. We you know they you know they're not like completely all in that structure, but um, yeah, we wanted to make it a bit interesting as well. And like Danny plays in Safari Girls, like amazing on keyboards, just got such a like vast knowledge of sounds. We like hired in this keyboard for him, this Juno eighty, I think it was, and yeah, he just got to work on that and started making things like really mm-hmm. weird. And then Elijah played like lead guitar on the <clears throat> on the album, which was cool because he's just like session guitarist, mm. and nice. yeah, it's probably saved me another week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so with all that now, what's the actual plans and the details of the record? You've just released the first single, but have you got a proper plan now going forward? With well, it, it technically, when a single, it was just wanted to get something out. It was just like an acoustic song on the off the session, yeah. really. Um, yeah, I think the end of May is like the first. Uh, the first song that comes out, Drovers. Um, okay, Al- album exclusive. Yeah, and the album's called um, nice. Misery and Comfort. Nice. So, um, is it just Tom Jenkins then, or is it? Yeah, it's just Tom Jenkins. It's just kind of um, just to not confuse matters. I don't think I was going to do that and the you know and the band, but um, not the uh, Scream Dogs. We call ourselves for because we just think it's funny. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else does, but yeah, we're. Um, it's a very band-sounding album, um, but yeah, um, hopefully it'll be out by um, the end of um, towards the end of the year. Then I imagine like October, November. 
So, nice. awesome. do you have yeah, a label for, for it? Well, no. I mean, the guys, the people who are in the studio, got a label, and um, they kind of interested in nice. doing it. Just kind of figuring how it's going to kind of work with like American label because obviously I'm not like unknown virtually like like this solo thing. So it's um, yeah, it's pretty. Um, be interesting to kind of see how that works. Hopefully, like a uh, tour of Texas, I'll be all right. yeah. run out of every town. So <laughs> <laughs> down indie kids again. Yes, over there. can be a nightmare over there. Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, they'll be out there. So we've got a couple of dates coming up now, just through. Um, um, Do you know uh, them off the top of your head? Or? Yeah, May the twenty fourth, I think, is uh, Globe Trotters in Pontypridd. And the night before that, the 23rd, playing the Nolton Corner Bajend. And then on the Sunday, the 26th, is the Cafe Kino Bristol. So, uh, nice. Yeah, we're kind of uh, looking forward to, um, yeah, just doing some more shows again. Because we've done a few shows with uh, Liam and Alf, We yeah. Are the Ocean. Oh, yeah, you yeah, did the yeah. tram train in Cardiff, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So, um, it was great, like, um, seeing all them guys. Because I remember, like... Um, yeah, it's been good. Like, everyone's just, like, coming back around doing their own thing now, yeah. like, after their bands. So it's kind of, yeah, come on, let's meet up and go out and do some shows. It's mad, isn't it? It's kind of been like a... It's like the second coming of that scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, of everyone, yes, no. of everyone again, though. Post, like, post-emo, we've been calling yeah. it. Yeah. I ju- yeah, I disappeared for five years. I've come back with this and my band. Like, yeah, but, yeah. we were back, Liam's back. I don't know what's going on with Young Guns, but I'd imagine oh, no one does. something's yeah. coming. <laughs> i got a feeling. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, Good it's guys. mad, isn't it? <clears throat> in a band, well, he did that chaperone band. Yeah, that's right, well, yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing their own things, and I don't think anyone would have expected them to do the things they're doing no, back mad, then. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's mad. Good. Good to hear. But yeah. no, it's, um, I think you said, like, I just got this habit of, like, befriending, like, bands I go on tour with, so it was always, like, every, some, usually everyone I, like, go on tour with, they end up kind of just, like, meeting up with them or doing something, like, yeah. it's, like for Frost from the Automatic, we kind of had a little band going after that tour. I think they're, like, um, obviously done this, like, uh, me and Luke are obviously in a band. I would toured to Canterbury, me and Luke are doing this. Yeah. Who's in the band all together now? Uh, well, it's, it's uh, obviously Luke Preble from Canterbury and Danny... Danny Owen and uh, Lois Isaac uh, from Safari Gold. And obviously, um, Elijah lives in America, which like played, was kind of technically in the band, yeah. I guess. But, you know, if we do, I think we're looking to do like a, like a tour at the end of the year, if nice. things are like, and hopefully we'll get him over to kind of Sweet. do some shredding. And But he's got his own solo stuff as well. So he's like, um, yeah, like amazing songwriter. So, um Maybe he'll come over and do a few shows as well. And I was going to say, he could come over and do Double Bubble, couldn't he? He could yeah, yeah. Maybe if he's supported. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Make it worthwhile, <laughs> yeah. you know. I'll have nice. to pay him then, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, I'm joking. Sorry, Elijah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's just kind of all these people, like, over the years, and kind of, yeah, just, like, meet up and connect and kind of, yeah, be talk about being creative, I guess, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, you know. Nice. And, but um, no, it's good fun. Yeah, and you were really kind enough to let me and Sean have a little sneak peek yes, of, this yeah. of, the, of the record. No worries. But one thing I do want to bring up, there's a track called Tom Jones. Yes. Now, we've mentioned multiple times how much Sean loves Tom Jones. Big fan of Tom Jones. Um, so what was the reasoning behind that? Well, the song's not about how much you ate Tom Jones, is it? Oh, hell no. Oh, good. Well, I, well I'm Tom Jones from Pontypridd. I'm from yeah. Pontypridd. It's a great starting point. Um... <laughs> He basically is just like, I got to this point of just like, um, 
I don't know, in my life, I was just kind of like, oh, well, if this kind of happened, well, if this went this way, then, you know, like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's the kind of song, and I always, like, mess up when I'm trying to explain it, but, like, it's this kind of, like, it's a song about just, like, just stop being, like, so sorry for yourself, and, like, the kind of, like, it kind of, um, I don't know, just tells this story about this guy, basically, kind of myself, I guess, and his, his kind of thing is, oh, well, you know, yeah, I could have been the next Tom Jones, like... It's kind of yeah. like, yeah, it's a really like depressing song. To be fair, it kind of sounds funny, but um, <laughs> it was like, um, so yeah, we like. I think that'll be probably one of the more like popular yeah. songs on there. It's kind of piano-y ballads, kind of. Um, Imagine if Tom Jones finds out about it and covers it. I yeah, that would be great for PR. I won't have to like you know work as much as that. <laughs> I mean, just a minimum wage off would be fantastic. It was. It was called. Um, I could have been the next Tom Jones, but um, I supported the guy from the Enemy. Um, I, yeah. forgot, I thought he's a Tom. I forgot his. He's second. a Tom. Yeah. So, anyways, like, like the crowd, it's like proper, like you know, laddie kind of like you know, yeah. proper like just proper get into it and love it. Like the Enemy, they're like massive, aren't they? And it was just like awesome, like seeing that they're like a rowdy crowd. There's like. Yeah. Cans flying everywhere. So I'm just football. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's awesome, and uh, I was like, oh shit, I'm just not sure how this is gonna go down. And uh, I like, I was like, oh, this song's called um, "Could Have Been the Next Tom Jones," and this voice on the back goes, "No, you fucking couldn't have." So, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm probably going to change the title. It's just a Tom See, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a Tom Jones. I'm going to come to a gig now, and you go, oh, this next song's called Tom Jones. And I'm like, no, it's not! It's, that's not his... That's not his name. Yeah, well, it's, it was kind of funny, because like, it's like this slow, depressing song, and it's like you listen to the lyrics, and you're kind of like, oh, mm. it's, a bit, it's a bit heavy, really. And... Um, yeah, when we like doing production, Elijah was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna like folk this up now. I'm gonna make like really happy." And we're all like, "No, no, 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 no! no don't touch it." <laughs> so you're like, "Oh, try, you know, I'll try this and try that." So we didn't. Um, now we kind of won in the end. Nice. We're like, "Look, mate, this got to be really sad and depressing." But uh, they did. Um, there was a drummer in the who kind of was part of the studio, and we were recording. He kind of like comes through the door, and he's like, "Boys, you got to put this like Americana beat on the chorus." He was like a drummer in a band for a guy called Ryan Bingham. He's like a pretty like massive country artist yeah. out there. Like won a Grammy and um, I think um, an Oscar as well nice. for the. In the film, uh, Wild no Crazy Heart, like Jeff Bridges in. It's quite a oh, wow. yeah. Especially when seen that yeah. film, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the, the Elijah was in the band with them as well. So they kind of got all this kind of um, rich, like you know, history behind them then in the in the t- music scene in Texas. Mm. Uh, yeah, awesome. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of like crossed over onto onto my album, I guess. So yeah. Thank you. It's mad, isn't it, to have influences from everywhere, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was kind of you can hear a lot of like we were like in the studio, like oh my god, it sounds like a bit like Canterbury because uh, Luke's obviously like harmonizes a lot on the album, and uh, it's been amazing. The like the last ten years, all these people have met on the road and kind of can just kind of put it all together into this album. So that was a kind of like oh, this is this is nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, isn't it? So um, yeah, but yeah, as you said, it must be nice to have like a combination of all those influences of people you've met over the yeah. years, and actually just put that into well, yeah, one thing. Yeah, when you think about it, that you know, you're not in a band with just four of the boys from Ponty, Jeremy. Well, Ponty. yeah, that was yeah, which I've always been in. I never yeah. even recorded with anyone else other than Todd. So, um, but like Todd's amazing. I mean, God, like you know, I've like learned so much off him, and 
yeah i'd um yeah his stuff is like you know incredible and um i'm sure he's just going to keep on growing as a producer but like yeah, yeah never been with anyone before before that so yeah i was kind of like i've only been with one person <laughs> <laughs> i might not be very be good yeah, yeah, be, be gentle yeah. <laughs> it's my second I've, I've only been to todd's garage <laughs> And his, and his, and his new I've studio. I've only ever done it in Todd's garage before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's so cool. yeah, that's the the album kind of. Nice. Oh, nice. No so are all seventeen? Is it seventeen songs on there? Um, at the moment, yes, but uh, maybe we'll kind of, um, yeah, we'll kind of put a kind of skim it down a bit. It's always the kind of the like modern day thing now. It's like, oh, you can't have too many tracks on an album. People are only going to listen to three. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah, this is what we've, every episode this pretty much comes up. It's like bands are trying to figure out how to release music next. Yeah. Because seems like the album coming out all at once isn't really the way, to, maybe not the way to go. Well, no, Drip no. feeding seems to be the way to get on playlists and yeah definitely like it's that. more like i'm um, all about the singles i guess but um i just love albums um yeah. like i'm not in it to kind of you know you know like forge some career for myself yeah. no i'm just kind of this is it was just yeah. something i really wanted to do and um i was just like why are you just like holding this off just because like you think people are gonna think you're like i don't know hmm. like i don't know just <laughs> yeah. i don't know what are people gonna think like you know just all these things run through they're gonna yeah, think yeah. i'm a knob because i'm like Releasing music, which is far from the. Far it's from da- it. Yeah, but when you think it's daft, then it? it's like, yeah, we think like I would think. Oh, you know, we people think we're stupid, but it's like that's the dream job for some people. Like, if you talk to my friend who's a post postman, yeah, you could go. Oh, you could front a band. You'd be like, huh? That's yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, so sorry, you got to like we have these doubts about ourselves. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's you like, how you like measure success. Like you know, I kind of look back on what we done with Straight Lines. I mean, like, we done those like we done like two albums and. Yeah, you know, you got to like go to different countries and you got to, you know, travel around the van with your mates and it was great. Obviously, there's like loads of shit times and, you know, you kind of argue and it's just the way it goes. The like, you know, down. yeah. So, um, but no, it was, um, as I said, yeah, you just got to kind of just stop, um, like putting yourself down, I guess, in your head and get on with it. Nice. Mm. Which is exactly what I'm doing. So, good. Awesome. Good. Help yeah, really so, yeah. yeah. And yeah, what what we what we've listened to is fantastic. So everybody yeah. should definitely te- check out Tom's work. Um, yeah, just the one song and the just the acoustic yeah, song just and the video the, at the moment. Yeah, um, hopefully by the end of May, um, we'll have. Um, what was we'll the song called? Sorry, uh, under the eyes of the moon. That's it. Under the eyes of the moon. Everybody yeah. check that out. It's on YouTube. Um, Spotify and Apple Music nice. as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, on all the um, yeah, and all those things. Yeah, so uh, awesome. yeah, that's the album. Where yeah. can people find you online? Oh, um, oh, I just I don't have a website. Yeah, I guess I'm uh, taking myself that serious. Right. Um, I don't know, just like Facebook. You know, find me Tom Jenkins Music, uh, Instagram. I guess. So we're kind of all the stuff yeah. happens these days. You know, yeah, yeah. definitely. We do most of my advertising. Have you got a Twitter? Yeah, I got a Twitter. I don't really use it though, to be honest. I kind of like go on there and was just like talking about politics and stuff. So I'm like, I'm alright. I think no one's gonna really care about my little acoustic song, you know. And (laughs) country's going going under apparently. So um, yeah, um, yeah, you know, I got um, Tom Jenkins at Tom Jenkins underscore underscore. I think um, nice on the Twitter. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's kind of all my social media outlets. I think. Nice. Yeah, sweet. MySpace. Um, 
I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, I've got any funny Mordred stories from being on tour with Mordred? Or, or a funny tour story doesn't have to be with Mordred. Anything oh, there's a couple. Be- probably going back to the when we almost got kicked off Slam Dunk Festival. That was a pretty... Um, <laughs> what? What happened? So basically, I don't, I don't really, it, was a, it was another like small band syndrome kind of moment. Just kind of wandering around with a bag of cans, kind of getting drunk. And just on the merch desk and just ended up like... There was this band like next to us, and um, I can't remember the name. I probably shouldn't should leave it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the, anyways, they just kind of just got a sharpie, and it was me and a flood of red. I think they were, yeah. we talked. So it was us and flood of red. You probably nice. you know yeah. was, things again a bit like you know a bit of Celtic spirit going on there. <laughs> Beers are flowing. We were just like drawing penises on the poster, and uh, yeah, done a, done like three on on the merch, and then the they come over and caught us and it was kind of like up in the office being basically just being told told off like a child which it was just yeah. like really childish and that's so it kind of yeah <laughs> to go like the next day then and like like apologize to the bands and stuff but I, there was like a few of us involved there, and then i kind of like took the brunt okay. yeah i guess talking about i like when we like told motorhead it wasn't really like you know i mean when you're drinking a rugby club from the age of 16 you're pretty much seeing pretty crazy stuff yeah. before you <laughs> before you're unleashed into the world of rock and roll but um i think um yeah i think we like went to watch motor when we were like 17 and uh dane star just comes out of the dress room he's like do you want to go to the after show party like oh yeah uh i down the strip club with lemmy is that uh, all right then yeah <laughs> yeah just yeah, like do, yeah me and all my mates just sit to there. I think Dane as well. We're just like, just really just intimidated. We're just like awkward people anyway. So it's just kind of like, oh God, we're just there because now I can finally tell the story. Uh, I don't know, 12 years later, whatever it was. <laughs> Let me just sit in there, just. Oh, you, I think you just, I think just sitting at the bar, just like, I think you could smoke. Oh, I mean, you're just smoking like whiskey at yeah, the bar. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, right. just, just doing his thing. But um, God rest his soul. Yeah, I know. And that's the, there'll never be another one like him. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's. Um, I'm trying to think. God, the we we did we accidentally like stayed like a gangster's house once on a tour. We're in now. We're in now. Explain like... more of the gangster. <laughs> I guess. I, gu- I guess. Uh, you know. I would say I'm. I'm saying he's a gangster. I'm not. So I'm not going to say any names. Allegedly, it was. Allegedly, it was. Yeah. We were in Liverpool. Yeah, and we had we had nowhere to stay. And our manager, who kind of uh, got arrested after through uh, Point Street lines, so I'm not going to go into it anymore. Anyways. <laughs> Some really dodgy shit went on. So, anyways, we kind of ended up. He was like, "Oh, do you want to stop stay? this podcast? Let's yeah. start again." His new information's come to light. <laughs> so yeah, he um, so he like organised us to stay with his friend, and we were like, "All right, then, cool." So then, like, stay in this like penthouse like apartment. Mm-hmm. So like, check out a few cans now with this guy, and he's just basically just showing us like all his kind of got this like phone that like changes his voice, and he's kind of got this like SIM card, like mm. he's just basically telling us all his business kind of things. Mad. And we're just all like, for the fuck's sake, like, what have we ended up here? We're gonna die. <laughs> we're gonna leak some information or something, yeah. you know. So yeah, you had this like phone that like could change your voice, and you had this like SIM card then that like go in a plug in the like plug it into the wall, and he could ring it from anywhere and whatever, and just like listen to see if people were, like. Entering his That's apartment, mad. and it was. I like, didn't even know that technology exists. No, especially back then. How, how long ago was this? Uh, 2011, 2010. Yeah, yeah. If you think how much has changed since then, that's scary. That's nuts. Wow. So I mean, I mean, it was just like a sim. I mean, yeah. it was just a phone, yeah, like yeah, I guess, yeah. like a speaker. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we just all kind of fucking how we end up here because usually we just like you know student houses, yeah. kitchen floors for like weeks, and then. And then we were like, Dane went to bed early, so he kind of missed all the kind of like gadget stuff. And he's like, what's going on? Like, shut up, shut up. I've been bugged. 
<laughs> and uh, Inspector Gadget's and listening like, to us. Before we went to bed, it was like, oh, Todd goes, I reckon his son looks like that boy off uh, This Is England. <laughs> the one, like, <laughs> the like, main character. It's like, Dame was like lying in his like, three lions bed uh, in his duvet. Like. <laughs> so we got out there like five in the morning, and that was, uh, yeah, that was the end of that. But um, in terms of like other stories, like, there's always, I mean, there's always just hilarious things that happen on the roads like true, yeah. remember I was like out with Canterbury we were out in like Europe and yeah the van got pulled over by the police and uh, they obviously like done a drugs test and they were like um, I had to like pee in a cap in front of this like officer and like obviously may have like or may not have uh, smoked a bit of something the night before <laughs> and I just feel like oh my god I'm definitely going to prison like this is it now <laughs> shaking like now. a leaf but yeah, there was, uh, yeah, it's like, this is going to think, I have to bring my family now and say, like, oh, yeah. Hi, guys, I'm a German criminal now. <laughs> uh, if you could visit me yeah, once like, be tidy, thank you. Oh, I pinned up at the Addis Walk because the war, when I'd, like, talk to each other, and, yeah, they took it very serious. They had guns as well, which is never... But, yeah, that's the kind of fun of being on the road, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, I sure you know, like, yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've uh, come across some police. My brother was the best. We got stopped at... I think we were at Hollyhead and we were going to get on the ferry to go to Ireland. And my brother, they pulled my brother out of the van he was driving. And they said, um, I want to look in the back, I want to look at the gear. So they opened it up. He had a look at the gear. And my brother was so nervous. Don't know why. We had nothing on us. Like, yeah. He was so nervous. They, he was like, right then, what did this band sound like? And my brother got nervous. He went, um, hard rock, hard rock, hard rock. <laughs> Just shit, hard rock. Hard rock, hard rock, hard rock. <laughs> That's not a that's not a genre three times, bro. Yeah. It probably is in Germany though, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just hard rock and just hard rock, just hard rock. But uh yeah, I mean like I mean I guess like looking back as well is um when you want on a tour with Attack Attack, that'd just be like a stag do. Yeah. Oh, I I mean, do you remember that tour we done with you guys? It was the Christmas tour and we were on a tour bus. Yeah. And you were in a van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like small band syndrome, and do you tell me <laughs> tell me what it is? Oh we did we did one in America once where we went out with a band called Greeley Estates and we were the opening band. Yeah. And we had a bus, right? <laughs> and everybody else. The other four bands had never even seen a bus oh in the flesh. And there's uh, six of us staying on a 12-berth bus, just uh, like, oh, there's plenty of room. They were, by the end of the tour, they were arguing each night who was going to come and stay on our bus oh my God, with each yeah, other because they didn't want to be in a van. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the yeah. tour bus. But, yeah, it does get a bit messy. And I remember Ryan Day, Attack Attack, even just, like, lying. It got this point that it was, like, last night the tour had been up for two weeks. And... I'm there, just pouring... He's lying on the table, like, flat to the back of the lounge. I'm just, like, pouring whiskey into his belly button and just, like, slurping it out. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it it was just... They're just, like, stupid. It It was like, good job he just didn't get any bigger, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) It would have just... You just... It was just... No. It could have ended up in chaos, couldn't it? I wouldn't... You know, I don't think it would have... Like, you know, it was just just good fun. Like, you know, it's like, you know, you work all the time and then you just go on tour then. Just kind of like... It's like all day with the boys. (laughs) Yeah, be like, I kind of like want to make a career out of this. I don't really know. I'm just conflicted with... But, um... Yeah. Yeah, because I think that was the kind of last band I did, like, a few years ago. It was with uh, Ryan, filling in on bass and on guard. Nice. And that was pre- that was a pretty mad experience to be fair. Yeah, just for two was shows. It, yeah, from kids in glass houses was it? Yeah, on guard it was. For a yeah, bit? yeah. I enjoyed on guard. Yeah, mm. I think uh, Che went off to Japan and I filled in on bass for like two shows. But that was just those guys are just, like proper rock and roll, like you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I was a bit like, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but no, all good fun, yeah. So being a band's good fun. And, uh, Sweet. So thank you very much. No, for doing no, this thank time. you. Yeah, it's been yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been great. It's been to very, hear very interesting. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, if I was on an arena tour, it probably would have helped. But more to no, talk not about. At all. No, <laughs> no. But this is the thing. Like we want to do, we want to do these and just get people's stories out there. It's not about like if you know if Duff comes along and does it, Duff McKay yeah. again, that'd be tidy. But yeah. also, it's people we like, friends, musicians we like that we want to get on and. Yeah. Tell the story. So thank yeah. you for coming on. No worries. Thank it's you. Awesome. Everybody, check it out. Tom Jenkins. When did you say the albums later this year? Yeah, but later this year, probably. I mean, if you kind what of was the album? If you made it this far, title? Uh, Misery and Comfort. Misery and Comfort. So check out Misery and Comfort by Tom Jenkins. It should be out later in 2019. Okay. Thank you very thank much you. for coming Cheers. on. Thank you very it's much. Been very fun. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you guys. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. Sweet. So that was the fantastic Tom Jenkins on episode twin episode. Oh my god. Episode okay? twenty two of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my friend Morgan Richards yes. today. Number here. And yeah, it was great to have Tom Jenkins on, just full of great knowledge stories and just I love how his new music is just an influence of the people he's met and all yes, the mad combinations yes, and mad, stories he's had over the years. It's just really good to see Lovely him. boy. Great voice. And um, yeah, he's got a song out at the moment called Under the Moon's Eyes. Under the Eyes of the Moon. Under the Eyes of the Moon is called, right? And it is fantastic. Yeah. His voice is amazing. He's got this crazy different voice. And yeah, it sounds ghostly. And it's amazing. Yeah, I can't get... I really enjoy it. Yeah, so. I think a lot of you will enjoy it. And there's a really good uh, video to go along with that on his YouTube uh, yes, as well. Yes, so I so think they filmed a lot of stuff in Texas. And yeah, yeah it looks so awesome. So make sure to go and check all that out and keep an eye out for his new album that should be dropping sometime later on now in 2019. Yes. So before we go any further, we've got some people that we need to thank. And that is the patrons for this week's podcast. They are... Emma Barber, Paul Urshfield, Kylie Wheeler, Scarlett Charlton, Janelle Caston, Melissa Roche, Sam Ledgerwood, John Price, Emily, Emily what? Senegals? Senegals. Senegals. Bugger. Emily Senegals, Martina McManus, Mark Platten, Marcy Jacobson, Lydia Henderson. Henderson? Oh, my God. <laughs> Lydia Henderson. I, I can't read. Scott Jones, Jenny Robinson, Kieran Lewis, Kelly Emma Cannon, and Lucy Diaz. Thank you very much, you guys. You help fantastically. Thank you very much. And apart from a lot of you bullying me in the group, um, thank you. Thank you for yeah, existing. We do really much appreciate you. Sorry, Sean, couldn't read for two minutes, but I can't say much because I butcher your names as well. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to join that list of the elite Patreons. The elite, man. And elite. support. <laughs> and elite. Don't forget, we'll get through to that. And... Um, yeah, and, and help support us, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. And as we said earlier on, the lowest tier gets you into the Facebook uh, community group. And there's all different kinds of exclusive tiers and goodies you can get in return for supporting us. Cool. Well, check that out. That's if you can check things out, you might as well check us out on social media. Yes, which is twitter.com forward slash sapninpod or instagram.com forward slash sapninpod. Right, so if you've listened to this episode, please um, take a photo 
screen cap you listen to this and put it in your story and please tag at sapping pod so we can share it with the world yeah we love every weekend when people are sharing it and we can reshare it it's just all seven of our listeners have really (laughs) helped spread this so thank you very much and was there anything else smoke uh yeah well we're going to be very busy now over the next couple of weeks leading into festival season yep so again if there's any suggestions of guests you'd love to hear yeah uh, or anybody you know at a festival we're going to get in touch with them yeah we'll tag us in it as i was going to say we're going to be at uh, slam dunk download 2000 trees and reading festival nice. uh, so yeah if there's anyone, i might go to leeds well i'd be awkward because i'll be reading and the can't port- we do a skype one What's the point? Imagine we, me and you, went to Redden and Leeds, and we just did our first episode. That's just me and you, probably just having a chat. We went all the way to Redden and Leeds Festival. These artists are there. We could get them. We haven't. We're what? just skyping each other. So you and me having a chat and go, oh, go away, Post Malone. Yeah, leave it out, will oh. you, Austin? Get out here. You and your friends with your nineteen other pilots or whatever. Who wants to talk? Oh, Di Grohl wants to talk to us. David Ooh. Grohl. There's a Mr. David Grohl at the door. He'd like to speak on the podcast. Tell me to get fucked. I'm <laughs> talking to Morgan in Red Inn, and I'm in Leeds. Oh, anyway, <laughs> let's stop this now, because this could go on. I could right. do this forever. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, if there's anyone you'd like us to get uh, on the podcast from any of those festivals... Tag them, tag us. Yes. At something Pod. Please, yeah. Or if you're at another festival that is happening across the summer that we're not going to, yep. then we'll come if you invite us if so you're in america australia or japan and your festival definitely wants to fly us out there to do it yes or, or if you're some company that wants to give us money for doing some sponsors or anything like that we are, are also you a available billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> do you fancy making sean and morgan's lives better you couldn't have picked a better time to check out anyway let's move on available that was episode 22 we're available for bookings anyway yeah episode 22 the fantastic Tom Jenkins. Please check out his music. Under the Eyes of the Moon is the song he's got out at the moment. The album is dropping later this year. And I swear to God, some of you are going to love it. And he's fantastic. Thank you again yes. to Tom for coming down. Many thanks to him. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Cool. Last word, Sean. I'm not going to kill you. You normally say that to me. Oh, that was the last word. Sorry. Oh. How did you spell that? P F F F F F F T. Cool. Satman! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.